Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode nine of the Howitzer Hockey Podcast. I'm Sawyer here with you today, and I'm Joel. And we're just gonna be shooting the shit here with you today. We have a lot to cover here today. Um, gonna be talking Rangers. Gonna be talking Flames. Gonna be talking a lot of trade talk with you today as well. Ovechkin's family. Ovechkin's family as well. Sad moment. Um, but before we kind of get into all that, Joel, how was the week for you? Oh, my week was great. Uh, it's just another typical week in February here in Prince Edward Island. You know, I was just doing some more work to my cottage there. Uh, you know, Valentine's Day was great. I was treated to lots of love, which was nice. And uh, a good, we hope all you listeners were as well. Yeah, and it, I had a I came home from work to a nice chicken dinner, which was my favorite meal. Wow. So, spoiled guy. Uh, definitely beats Domino's, that's for sure. Yeah, hundred percent would beat Domino's. Um, we actually went out and had some pizza delight. The girlfriend nice. and I were big fans of uh, the food there. What's the special there, anyways? What do, you, what what do, do we you always get? We always get the uh, Chipotle chicken and bacon sandwiches. Is it good? Oh, un- unbelievable! I'd say it'd be top tier for me really? for any food to go out and get I'm gonna tier. have to I'm gonna have to stop in there at Pizza Delight I usually just stick with the, your original you know meats pizza there I don't oh. venture too much well, maybe you should yeah I will this time expand right. those uh, taste buds of yours I will I will and uh, maybe even uh, Alexander Ovechkin he might be well he definitely not he definitely wasn't celebrating Valentine's Day like he normally would unfortunately so uh we just heard today actually that uh his father passed away yeah it was pretty pretty sad news uh obviously when anybody's father would pass away it's never great for the family um for anyone really involved for that matter he's he's gonna be missed for sure and uh another guy gonna be missed is Ovechkin on that Washington Capitals team as well yeah like trying to push for that playoff spot yeah and like Ovechkin's father like he was a pretty important man he basically you know, inseminated a woman with the best goal scorer of all time. Of all time, Miss Correct. <laughs> he he's the greatest uh, NHL goal scorer of all time. So what do you th- <laughs> inseminated? It made me think of <laughs> Alexander Semen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Caps they have a pretty tough schedule here coming up this week, and uh, I know that. If a loved one's involved, the player is always is going to leave the sport and uh, and go and attend to whatever the family needs of them, to. or you know, to pay his respects to his dad and just to be there with the family. And uh, we don't again. There's going to be no controversy there about him leaving. No. In the Most middle of ever. a heated playoff race that Washington is currently in. So and and actually this week, starting tomorrow, they're starting off playing the Florida Panthers, and the Panthers are currently fighting for a playoff spot as well. Yeah, and they had a tough loss there against the Hurricanes as well last night. Um, it's going to be a tough stretch for them, just because obviously you don't know when you're going to, how long you're going to be without your best player as well. Is it a make or break stretch though? Like, are we talking like, is this going to? You think this with, is make or break the Washington Capitals right now? I I don't believe it's make or break for them. Obviously, it's a really important stretch for them, but. I think they can, if they do happen to lose a few games here down the stretch, and I, I think they can make that up. I do, hope so, because sure. when you think about it, they lost last night. Yeah, and they don't really have a big lead either, uh, sitting in that seventh spot. So They lost, and they're playing Florida again, like I said, on Thursday. And then they're playing again on Saturday against the Carolina Hurricanes, and that's not going to be no easy game. No. And that's the NHL Stadium Series as well. Ovechkin, obviously, again, he would love to make it there. And maybe he does maybe return. Maybe he does, yeah. He could come back in that time. Like, I don't know how they do things in Russia with wakes and funerals and stuff. I'm like, sure it would probably be standard, no? Well, I don't know. What's standard? Like, when the person passes away, it's what, the wake the day, next day or the next day after that? It's like a couple, two, three days. And right? then the funeral's right after the yeah. wake. So we're talking three or four days. So it could be up to a week, maybe. It could be up to a week that he could be gone because he is in Russia. Yeah, and right now... probably going on the vodka, too, so... Yeah, yeah, well, if, you know, usually you celebrate in whatever kind of way you want, but usually alcoholism is involved. Right now, 
Evgeny Kuznetsov is sitting in Alexander Ovechkin's office right now on those on that Caps power play. So we'll see if Kuznetsov can maybe, you know, keep that shot and keep the scoring alive there while uh, Ovechkin is away. But uh, I guess we kind of forgot to, I forgot to even ask you about this past Sunday with the Super Bowl. I know you're a big football fan as well. Huge, huge football fan as well. Um, sad to see it gone already this year. I know you you could care less, but... Um, I still tuned in. For, for myself, um tune in every Sunday, every Thursday, every Monday night. So it's, uh, it's going to be a difference now. More time to focus on hockey, but kind of just waiting for September to start up again, though. Just kind of looking forward to another football season. I, I hate seeing it gone, but... It was a great year, um, pretty solid game, one of the better Super Bowls um, of recent memory for sure, uh, even though it kind of ended in a controversial call, but later came out that the um, corner that made the call, or made the penalty, sorry, he, he said it was he said it was fair, it was a good call by the ref, um, I know there has been a lot of controversy with the refs in the NFL as of late, but uh, the corner there said it was for sure apparently he held him so but from the video it's a fair game from the video it did no, not it was, look it was like very it. light very light like he that's why like, I think the NFL is rigged I think the NFL probably paid this guy to say to come out and say like oh no this is, this is what happened like just so everyone can say oh no the NFL is not rigged I I don't agree with the NFL being rigged statement whatsoever <laughs> like you think they just kind of go in there with a script. And be like, yeah, this is what you got to do, and this is what you got to say after the game, and this is how, at this point of the game, you got to let this guy go get a touchdown. At this point, it's you're a, gonna have to take a penalty. Like, I don't think. Well, that's how come how nobody it works, was? Man. How come nobody I was think on Kelsey for the Chiefs when he had those two catches there in the first quarter? Like, how come nobody is just on him all the time? He's the best tight end in the game. He's not even like, fast. He's not even quick. It's he'd be such an easy person to just. They just stick start, someone on there. They should have been double teaming him, and they just kind of. But just stick any like, fast guy on him, and it should be easy. Like he's not even quick. I, I'd like to see you try to play defense on someone like that. Like, he's a pretty strong, physical guy. And I'm even not if talking about me. Side by side with him, like I'm not talking about me. But he was left all alone, and I just don't understand that with such a big it's game. Just, it's he's just the biggest. How the coaching is, and how the plays have been schemed out. Like they do a great job on just distracting the defense and what really he's going to be doing, because like. Half the time, he's just blocking and not running routes, right? So, like, you don't know if you're going to be picking him up. If he's staying at the line a little bit longer, then players are going to back up, take another guy, go play zone, and he's going to have that opportunity to slide into the open area. There's I just, a lot to think about. I just don't most, understand. It's, it's these, are the, mentally these are the best football players game. on the planet, and you get a guy like Kelsey. It's the hardest sport to play. The best player at his position that in that game, for sure, obviously. We'll just look at his numbers. And you just leave them wide open. I don't understand it, but let's end it there. I, I did just let's end it there. But uh, uh, how was that even, Rihanna show, anyways? Rihanna, great performance. I, I know, I know. Some people kind of ripped it, but I, I thought she balled out. She had a lot of bangers, man. What was a with a lot of great? What songs. was with that symbol she was doing, like with the V? Like when she was singing, she was like making up this. Is it like some sort of club or whatever? I never noticed that. Oh, man. And then she grabbed her crotch there at one time. And then people said yeah. she grabbed her crotch and then she smelt her fingers? Yeah. I mean, just a way of a dance, I guess. She had to do something since she couldn't really move a whole, whole lot because she was pregnant, right? She's pregnant with her second child while she performed that halftime show. Yeah. And there was a lot of viewers, too. Actually, it came out that there was more viewers for that halftime show than the game itself. Which is pretty crazy. And that's how the NFL gets away without even have to pay their pay for their uh, performers at the halftime show oh yeah it's, it's crazy the amount of money that that league makes compared to any other league. it's like the most important performance of the year and it's during a halftime it show gets, of a football game so much recognition though like everyone knows they're going to be a lot of eyes on them yeah it's just a full entertainment night her her sales numbers went up i think it was 380 percent and she declined. That's Rihanna crazy. declined she decline, yeah. numerous years, too. So like that. She, she must was be doing it in solidarity for uh, Colin Kaepernick back in the day. I know, but she must just be rolling in the dough if she's just going to turn down stuff like this. She, she must be, uh, I think she must be rolling out a new album or something because she's been kind of off the grid for a while. Well, she, she had a kid, try, too, before she that. She wants to get her name out there again. This is yeah, her second child. It is. And she wasn't on tour because... She was back in May, I think she had the first one. Yeah, now she, she wasn't on tour because, like myself like i'd like to get 
tickets and actually go see her sometimes when she's relatively close to where we are whether it's boston new york montreal like i don't care where it is but her voice is magnificent like when she was singing there i was like holy shit she has a set of lungs on her did she ever man probably one of the better female artists of her time I agree. Like, I, time, like she had so many songs. Like when she was singing all these little, you knew every single one, every single one, every single one. Just and they were rocking, rocking tunes. Her and ASAP Rocky should come out with a song together, a new song, maybe a like new song. They should definitely about sure. about kids, <laughs> about kids. new kids on the block, about famous <laughs> artists, new kids on the block, raising maybe. kids. I'm sure, they can uh, come up with something. They'll come up with something, maybe more than one. I don't even have to be like kids related, but ASAP Rocky hasn't really came out with anything lately. It's either. been a few years, and he's my favorite artist, so it's been a long time without getting something new from him. He's been featured in a lot of songs. He comes out with features at least like five a year, so it's you get your fix there. They got to start doing some work in the studio instead of so much work in the bed. He has an album near complete, so it's coming out That's this year. That's good. So coming they're out this year, but yeah, they are doing a lot of work in bed, like you said, though. Yeah. <laughs> he, hey, Rihanna wants a baby. ASAP's like, all right, I got you. Yeah. Happens as soon as possible. So is. But let's get back onto the hockey talk. There's a lot to kind of go over this week. Um, first, want to touch on the Rangers with uh, the big deal, big splash. Kind of just happened the day after we recorded last week. But Tarasenko to the blue shirts. Wow. So what do you think about that? Well, it made my make the case a couple weeks back there. Looked like shit. I don't know but it looks like shit because they kind of brought in the same type of player, but a cheaper option. Yeah. And that's why. For actually, sure. Actually, I heard that the Rangers, they were wanting Patrick Kane. But, there but were... Kane never really let it know, let, let the Chicago Blackhawks know that he was willing to be dealt yet either. There's, well, there was a holdup there and also the injury concern. But the Rangers contacted the Hawks about what the asking price is. And the As Rangers normal. thought that the asking price was way too high. And the Rangers were, too, at the time. They were worried about Patrick Kane's hip. They were but worried about... I mean, the media blows things up, though. Like, he came out himself saying it is feeling better than it has even last year. I know, but what what else is he gonna say? He wants to go to a contender. He wants it. He wants to go. So obviously, he's still willing to be able to play in the NHL, be able to compete. But the way he's been playing this year, maybe that kind of puts like a red a stop sign there to the Rangers saying, "Well, maybe his hip is sore." Well, the way he's been playing, what about Tarasenko? He's been pretty bad in St. Louis as well this year. I I feel like Tarasenko's not really a good argument. I feel like Tarasenko's play has actually been better than Kane's this year from what I watched from the four or five games each of the Blackhawks and the Rangers, I mean, in the Blues that I watched. Is that Tarasenko, I think he brings a little more to the table than Patrick Kane right now. Definitely this year and what they've been showing. I don't think he really brings anything different to the table than. Well, the one big factor, the one big factor that he brings. He's a better player on the power play. The one big thing that is different, Sora, is. The asking price for Tarasenko and Kane were completely different. Tarasenko was a hell of a lot cheaper. Patrick Kane was a hell of a lot higher. And that's why the Rangers went with Tarasenko. I, I think maybe after seeing that deal, we could see that asking price for Kane go down as well. Well, it all depends. Now, definitely Kane's talking to the Blackhawks and telling them teams that, we're at, yeah, he's okay to go he's to. He only wants to go to two teams. He the Maple Leafs. The Leafs and the Rangers. And ra- but now it's the Maple Leafs and the Hurricanes? No, it's the Rangers and the Leafs. No, not anymore, because he knows the Rangers aren't going to be acquiring. They can still Patrick make it Kane work. Right now. How so? They can still make it work. How so? They're just going to have to get a third-party team in there to retain even half of the half salary cap that he's going to have against the cap. So and then he'll have that, what will it be, like a 2.6, 2.65 cap hit or something? So, like, that's not too outrageous to try to fit in for that New York Rangers team. Wow. Yeah. But it's going to be a bigger price, and you're going to have to pay for that third-party team coming in, just mm-hmm. taking half. Probably going to be Arizona. But <laughs> Thank God for Arizona, because that's <laughs> like, how a lot of these trades happen between other franchises, oh, is because of Arizona. All these bottom-feeder teams. Maybe that's the purpose of Arizona, is to just to let all these other teams... <laughs> kind of build super teams. But... Gross. I, I don't see Kane going there. I think it'd be tough for the Rangers to even try to make that thing, that trade happen. 
And really, yeah. do they need him after that acquiring of Tarasenko? Yeah, well, I just thought it was pretty funny, like, hearing that, what Kane had to say about Tarasenko going to the Rangers. He said that it's not like that. <laughs> when they asked Kane about Tarasenko going to the Rangers, Kane said, it's not like the happiest I've ever been to hear about a trade. <laughs> like, yeah, because he obviously wanted to go there, reunite with uh, Panarin. And play in the Big Apple. And play in the greatest rink in the NHL. Madison Square Garden's always bumping. You have Hendrik Lundqvist up in the stands steering, or cheering you on. Game yeah. in, game out. But uh, talking about another player right now that uh, that's, I think is the next big trade chip on the board is uh, Timo Meyer. I think he's going to... He brings a lot of... I think he brings the most offense of any player, whether they've been traded nap, traded already or ready to get traded. And, uh, and Timo Meyer, I don't know, like, where do you think he's going to go? There's a lot of options out there for Timo Meyer. A lot of teams interested, as they should be. He, like you said, brings so much to the table. Physical aspect, he can produce. Like, he's the Sharks... Uh, maybe he's not the leading point getter there with Carlson there, but... He scores, no, a lot of, scores a lot of goals. He has over 30, right? So, um, I, find, I find that he, I, drives, I think, he like, drives the offense in San Jose. Oh, 1,000%. Like he, he does, and he's going to bring that element to whatever team that acquires him as well. But Carolina, definitely an option, especially when you got Patrietti on that LTIR now. Kind of frees up that spot for them. Um, Do you know where a team, I think, is that going to go? I, I can see the Leafs being a player too, though. I think... Meyer is going to go to the Devils. The it's a good GM, fit. It's a good Fitz, fit. Fitzgerald of the Devils is apparently extremely motivated to get the deal done. Devils want willing to pay though. Devils want a player they can retain. So the Devils do not want to give up the future, and that's and that's this is coming from uh, Martin Broder, the vice president of the New Jersey Devils. So they're not giving away the future to acquire Timo Meyer, even though they can resign him they're not giving up the future then what would they be giving up this is what i mean the devils have cap space but need to resign players next year as well and the players they need to resign is tom satara which is whatever like yeah, you know he's out. he's out he's a miles wood he could probably they'll probably make him a contract he, offer that's pretty low he's a cheap cap hit anyway yeah and he might take it, he might not take it but he, again he whatever like two to four mil range but it's the rfas that are tough it's uh brat he, yeah. he took that cheap deal there a year and a half, two years ago to stay, but now you know that this guy is at least a $8 million player. Least, and um, yeah. Sharon Govich is another player that you don't really want to just, you know, say, okay, see you later. But uh, I think I think Timo is going to be going to the New Jersey Devils, and you heard that here, folks. I really do think it's going to happen. But they're going to be having to give up future assets, though, to acquire him, and can they even re-sign him? Does he even want to play in New Jersey? Well, with, like... The it's Devils, a huge risk for them. But the Devils saying they don't want to, with Broder and the Devils, obviously, with them saying that they don't want to give up the future to acquire someone at the deadline. That's what they're going to have to give up. To me, what does the future mean to you? Does that mean the players that you already Take have some prospects playing in the New Jer- with you right now in the New Jer- with the New Jersey Devils that are already you know they're already good players? No, future is your picks and prospects. Well, yeah, you're. Picks and pro- but also they can be young players like they can be Sharon Govich maybe you know do you trade Sharon Govich get done well obviously not straight up but like throw in like a second and a third Sharon Govich and then a, let's say so let's say a prospect too like they're not gonna th- when they mention that they don't want to throw away their future and I think they don't want to throw away their whole future obviously you're gonna have to throw away something because you're gonna be making that trade with a team that's in rebuilding mode. In the, in the San Jose Sharks. So the San Jose Sharks don't want to bring in a veteran. You can't trade away Thomas Tatar. You can't trade away those players. If I'm the San Jose Sharks, they want picks. They want young prospects. They want a future that they can build around. Because right now, they're in the rebuilding stage. San Jose. Yeah. Yes, San Jose. <laughs> but at the same time... like, Did you like take so like drugs so before this podcast be, or something? It just doesn't make sense. The f- like you're gonna have to give up your future. You can't be giving up top six. Your t- one like your top six players to acquire top six player. That's Obviously what, not. But that's what you're recommending. No, I'm not. You Sheragona or Sheragona fish or whatever his freaking name is. He's a top six player for them. Yeah, but I mean, like if you're bringing in a guy like Timo Meyer, 
Timo Meyer and Sharon Govich aren't the same caliber types of players. Like, you're bringing in Timo Meyer as a hell of a lot better top six player than yes, Sharon hands, Govich. Hands down, for sure. And with the Devils... Like, and with they the got Devils, to give up so much more to acquire him. Well, obviously, Timo Meyer's a big fish. The team that acquires Timo Meyer is going to be giving up a hell of a lot more. And, the, you know, the teams in San Jose, they want young players. It will be the biggest trade this year, for sure, if he does get moved. Like, how many times do I have to say this? It's the San Jose Sharks don't want veterans in there. They're not going to trade with Timo Meyer for a 23-year-old player unless he has high upside. Really high upside. Sharon Govich is 24. Who do you recommend to get dealt there, though? Yeah, but I, I'm right now, I'm trading Sharon Govich for Timo Meyer, but I need to throw in like a second and a third round pick to acquire Timo Meyer. I don't even think that's the type of player the Devils want to get rid of, though. But you just said that they have to trade somebody that the Sharks want. Like, you, you think that... Sh- Obviously, the, like, again, I'm only going to say this one more time because I don't think you understand me. The Devils said, per Martin Brodeur, that they don't want to give away their whole future to acquire Timo Meyer. The San Jose Sharks do not want to acquire... I mean, the San Jose Sharks want to acquire... Young guys. They want to acquire picks. They want to acquire. Future. They want to acquire prospects. So the Devils don't want to throw away their whole future. So they're not going to throw away their whole entire future to get Timo Meyer. But they're going to throw. To me, you saying that doesn't sound like a deal is going to get worked out there. Then, if the Devils aren't really willing to give up their whole future, like you're going to have to give up a lot of your future to acquire exactly. a player like and Timo Meyer. Exactly. So I don't see a deal really coming to fruition there with those two teams. To well, acquire there's Timo a difference. Meyer. There's a difference between your whole future and a little bit of your future. Okay, you give up a little bit, but is it enough? That's that's kind of like that's when you have to, to, that's when you have to start talking to the GM of the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's gonna be the best fit for him. I mean, it's gonna really help the Devils if he goes there. It's gonna help any team wherever Timo Meyer goes. So you don't think Timo Meyer is gonna go with the Devils? No, no, I don't see him. I see him going to more of a a true contender. I don't really put the Devils as a true contender this year. I think they're too young, too inexperienced. I know, but you thought the same with Horvat going to an, a, like a contender like the Avalanche. And then look where Horvat went. You thought the same. I know, but... No one's seen what's the, what's the difference coming out of that one. So what's the difference between... I'd like to see one person who said Horvat was going to... So the maybe game. this should open your eyes up. Maybe <laughs> Meyer will go to the Devils. I mean, I, I hope not. The Devils as, want, as a Leafs fan, the Devils want someone that they can retain. And Timo Meyer is a perfect fit. To retain, like the sign to another contract right after he's traded. If it's a rundown place, if man. Timo Meyer live in New York to play in New Jersey. Listen, if Timo Meyer gets traded to the New York, New Jersey Devils, Timo Meyer will be staying there for a long term. It is not. He'll be staying there for at least six years. Not a great city, man. That's why they don't sign big names. They're just homegrown talent there. You think that's why Eli Kovalchuk? Decided to go to Russia after he couldn't get his big contract. Is oh that man, that place is like half ghetto. <laughs> that place is half ghetto. So well, maybe um, Timo Meyer is ghetto. Maybe he's a skateboarder. Maybe he is, but uh, no, I, I think I don't. I don't think he goes there. I don't think he fits there. So you think he's going to go to Toronto? And let me guess. Uh, you think? Let me guess. You think Toronto's going to win the Stanley Cup too? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every man can hope, right? Every Leafs fan can hope for that. I think you're saying Toronto's going to win the Stanley Cup every single year. It's starting to get kind of old. If you're not really rooting for your team to try to win the cup every year, like, are you really a fan of the team? No, you always, you always cheering okay. for your team to do the best. Okay, okay. But so, whenever so you, why, why, but whenever why you, you mocking whenever you, a person whenever you the best out of their hockey team. Listen, whenever you actually you think, listen, you're not making any sense. Whenever you actually think that <laughs> like, Toronto's going to win the cup every year, like every year for like I don't know okay, how many years, okay. like you're like, yes, Toronto so, will win the cup for sure. They're I, definitely getting out of the first I, round for sure. I've They're definitely making it to the second, things, second or third round. I've never even said those kind of things though. Like, and then they got put up many, by the Montreal Canadians. And how many years? Three, what? And how many okay, years? Okay, we're just bickering here. How we're many about, years let's have the digress. Montreal Canadians won since you've been alive? Let's Zero? digress. Same as me for the Leafs. That sucks, eh? So you've got nothing out of your hands. At least I was. At least I was almost born when Montreal last won the cup. And that counts for what? Nothing. nothing but nothing. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, we're on. At the least I get game. to watch so, hockey like, in the second round, cheering for my team. Does that mean anything? It does. For what, though? You get, what, seven more games? Maybe? Oh <laughs> Obviously, I'd love to see them make it it's to the next round. It's just more time it's to cheer. Brutal. It's just longer time it that is, you can actually watch your a, team. It's been a 
brutal. Uh, it's fun to watch your team pass the first round. Years. Yeah, it's no, exciting. It definitely would. Whether they win or lose, yeah, it'd be nice if they won. But even if they did win, what am I gonna do? I don't get the cup. No, I'm just a fan. I, all I want is more hockey to watch, and I think I'm getting that. But yeah, not but you so got, much with you. You got like get a, the Toronto Maple Leafs. You had a harder <laughs> heartbreak though with the cup loss than I've had with first round exits. I'd rather that than not go past the first round. For, Always, but this is we did good here. We went almost nine episodes. They're bickering about Montreal yeah, and Toronto. We have done really so good for nice. that, but like now you're like always cheering for them to be the worst team in the league. So like, how does that feel? Because I'm a big fan. I want them to get these big good players. Lose all time. I want them to get these good players so that they can get better as a franchise, and all the fans can be happier. Yeah. Like what you like what Toronto did with Austin Matthews. Yeah, instantly playoff team right after, but not a second round team. No, just, just that's, that's it though. Up to seven games in the first round. That's all you'll get there. Yeah, they they have some issues there. Maybe we'll touch on that later. But Couple more know. years, then Matthews will be gone anyways. But, and then yeah, with with Timo Meyer. Yeah, we don't need to talk about the least to have that much anymore. Too much bickering back and forth. Those teams aren't even on the same level right now. Okay, well while we're on, on this topic, but, what, let's, uh, I think it's time for our make the case. Do you want to go straight to the main? We might case? as well. We're it, there. It is going to be an early one. Usually, we will wait till afterwards. But uh, I guess we can kind of. We're there. Yeah, and we are on the Leafs topic. I ask guess. the question. Let's ask this. Yeah, question. the question for this week's make the case was: What do the Leafs have to acquire at the deadline to get it out of the first round? Um, obviously, we've talked a lot about it there uh, the past few minutes. But do you want to take the reins on this one first? Because I kind of want to hear your opinion before I go. Sure. Yeah, let's, yeah, I'll, let's I'll see what you over. let's see what you have. So we're obviously your question you just asked for make the case this year this uh episode is what player would best suit the Leafs? Not even necessarily player, but what position do they really gotta focus on? And if it can't be that position, like where do they go next? Well, I think the position they need to focus on is at forward. And I just want to throw two names out there right now that I think that they should go after because I don't think they'll be able to get Timo Meyer. They do, whatever. Wow, like crazy. But and you'll hate them for it. But yeah, because then they <laughs> might be able to get out of the first round. But a player that I think that they should go after that's going to be you know relatively cheaper and uh, you know they bring that rough and tough game. I think they'd be a true playoff performer. Is uh, Tyler Bertuzzi of the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Pretty good cap hit there at four point five million. Twenty-seven uh, year old, just scored thirty goals last year for Detroit. Yeah, he's been injured a lot this year, but I think he's going to be a guy that'd be easier for Toronto to acquire than uh, Meyer or Kane. And uh, I think Steve Eiserman would be okay with letting him go with Bertuzzi for the right for the right uh, price. And I think that a player like that is going to be good for a team like Toronto that wants to get out of that first round. And I think Petuzzi will be that battler, be that guy. You think he's physical enough to bring in for that role? Well, the thing is... Like, it sounds like that's kind of where you... What player you think the Leafs would be targeting, well, right? Like, he, with he's not... Skill? Well, this is when I get to my second player that I want. Instead of the Leafs going after Meyer or Kane... The Leafs should go after, like I said, Bertuzzi, and they should go after a guy like uh, Max Domi. Like, you're bringing in two guys. Toronto always struggles with consistency throughout the whole lineup. Like, they drop off the cliff after that second line. Domi hit, like, what, a couple goals last year in the playoffs? Yeah, but didn't he, help him a whole lot. But he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't put in the position. Him going to the Maple Leafs, it's where his dad used to play. He'd be psyched to be traded there at the deadline, going to the Maple Leafs, because he knows that the Maple Leafs, you know, they have a good team. They've been struggling. He would love it to be that guy, to be that motivation that the Leafs fans and the and the Leafs players need to get at that first round. Tied I mean Max Domi would do anything in that first round of the playoffs to get Toronto to that second round. And I think Bertuzzi would be right there with him. They're rough and tough guys. They'll do anything to get past that uh, that first round. And I, think I don't if, think Bertuzzi's is that rough as you think he is, though. He's a rough and tough customer. I think he's just a hard worker, though. Like I don't know if he's like but that's physical who, as you But that's who think. they need. He, he can score, too. He scored 30 goals. And, you know, we all know yeah, that Max... injury prone. They can't... We all know that Max Domi. Players. We all know that Max Domi can score too with his years in Montreal. He he. If you put him in a position to score, he's gonna score. 
Oh, and he'll have opportunities. Like, he'll probably slide up into that top six because they want to, um, like, level out more lines and have more depth throughout that lineup. Well, who would it be? It'd be Tavares, Matthews, what? Mariner. Those guys never play in the I know. Field. I'm just rolling out, like, top six guys they have in their team right now. So that's well, the right top now, three. Right now, it's Bunting, Matthews, Nylander, so, and then it's... Kerfoot, Tavares, and Mariner. Well, there you go. So Domi would slide in there, either the first or second line, whoever it is. And if they're bringing Bertuzzi to, see you later, Bunting. Going down to the third line, probably where he should be. He's a workhorse. He's a great player, too. But try Domi in there. I think more try Bertuzzi. I don't I don't see those players being much of an upgrade over the Bunting type Domi player. Domi has though. talent. Domi has talent. He can score. I watched tons of game of Max Domi, and he is a... Dynamite He's having a great player. year in Chicago. Like I, I don't mind. I don't mind bringing Domi. I don't really see a huge fit for Bertuzzi though. But I don't think that's. I think they got to do more than just getting the guy guys like that though. I don't think that's enough. You've kind of touched on it too. They do obviously lack their uh, physicality on that team, and they do need more depth. Uh, kind of goes both they're, ways for them, honestly. They're like, not a hard team to play against the Maple Leafs. They're not a hard no. team to play against at all. No, and I just, think Bertuzzi, of, Bertuzzi and Domi will bring out. that. They will bring. I don't like, know them if they face, bring enough. Them facing up against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round, which is probably what's going to happen. Oh, it is going to happen. It's already set. Like no one's catching Boston, so and no one else is going to catch them in the Atlantic. And that Tampa Bay team, they they have a good lineup through. Like yeah. they have the Sorelli on the third line. Like they're deep, and Tampa, Toronto will not beat Tampa Bay. If they don't get some good caliber players throughout their lineup, whether it means dropping Bunting, dropping Kerfoot down that third line to make that third line great, Kerfoot or even would, Kerfoot's probably going to get dealt, or even do a full, like even out all four lines, whatever way you want to do it, but acquiring two top six guys in Domi and Bertuzzi rather than bringing in, I'd say they're Meyer. They're, they're two middle six guys, but yeah. I don't think they're gonna get a true top th- like top line player if those are the guys that's coming in. So what do you think? They're they're great additions. Like they will help the team moving forward for sure. But what do you think? And you can't say Timo Meyer and you can't say Patrick Kane. The team does lack in physicality and they lack in the depth big time. So bringing two in players like, as opposed to one, come on. Well, they're gonna to have to bring in more than one addition. Hundred percent. If they want to get past this, but do you bring in like taunting first round for them? A top? Do you bring in two top sixers, so, or do you bring in just one top sixer and then one third, fourth line that the Leafs usually do every year, and it seems not work? They need to bring in two guys that can actually play hockey and don't mean produce I, it. Yeah. No, I, I think they just gotta have to bring in. I know you don't like the whole Timo Meyer thing, but like he's the guy they they need. He brings that physicality. He can produce in that scoring because they're st- they're superstars. Like in Matthews, Nylander, Tavares, and Manor, they don't always produce in the playoffs, right? They're not always consistent. Uh, the one that has been the most consistent, really, has been Nylander. And everyone harps on him for being very just laxy-daisy when it comes to battling for the pucks and stuff. Put him on a line there with a Timo Meyer who can do that stuff. And it kind of brings, it just lets Nylander play his style of game. Then you can have that more production from your top guys because Timo Meyer is going to bring it each and every night. He's a big fish. Everybody wants him, and he's going to help any team get like get out of the first, second round of the playoffs. And I feel like people don't get enough fish into their diets every week. <laughs> and that's what the Leafs need. They definitely <laughs> need a guy like that, but yeah. they can't just stop there because I find they, they do have... They have a lot of like defensemen in their roster right now, but they need more like big physical players. No one's really stepping it up physically, especially with the loss of Jake Muzzin. You're not going to get him back, and that guy's hurt every fourth game he comes back anyways, if not more. So I kind of like a, a Jake uh, McCabe coming in. Maybe if you can swing a McCabe-Domi deal in Chicago there, you bring in those three players... Meyer, Domi, and McCabe. You bring in those three players. Oh they're giving up a lot. See you later, Matthew Nyes. Like, who cares about your prospects? Dubas shouldn't even care about his future right now because this is 
his last year. He doesn't make it out. He fired. Why not go for it all? Him and Keith will be done if they don't make it out of the first round. So why not throw all your chips into the center of the table oh, I would, and 100%. go for it? You have to. So this you think is, they're gonna? Their, so you think Meyer is gonna? Be I'm not to saying Toronto. it's gonna happen, but I I think it's the best chance for them for a deep playoff run. And obviously, it's gonna be the best chance for any team that acquires a team on Meyer for a deep playoff run, though. So you think if Toronto acquires, so this is your case, if Toronto acquires, what they need is like. A top six forward that can play the left side because they're really weak on that left side, and they need physical, like physical players brought in as well that bring physicality. That's that's my case on it. Yeah. Um, obviously, if they bring a Timo Meyer, you're getting two birds with one stone, and then if you can add, add even physical guys on the back end, they're pretty well set there. Yeah, they're pretty well set. I I also don't mind like I know. Getting the big fish is always what every team wants and doesn't happen. But, like, maybe look at some more experienced guys like a Ryan O'Reilly who's been kind of fading off this year and he's going to be a cheaper cost for them. Uh, or like an even, I wouldn't want him. Or, like, an even uh, right Ivan uh, Barbashev. I would want him more. An Ivan Barbashev. Like, I wouldn't mind that. But And Barbanov. The guy, um, they, the guy they traded to San Jose? Yeah. I reunite. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, reunite with the Leafs. Because I feel like he's a good player. When he I watch, is, when yeah. I watch he's Sharks he's play, really good. I think I like that guy. Oh, he's, he's really good, but I, I think this is the year they got to go all for it, 100%. But how would the hell would they I acquire Timo Bar? It's, well, it's going to have to be their best prospect in Matthew but he, Nice. But he's not even that good. If I was San Jose, I wouldn't even want that. I'd wait till the offseason and trade Timo Meyer for anything else but that. You're not going to get the same value for Timo Meyer in the offseason. There's no way you do. You can't because he's not signed. And who's guarantee? Yeah, they need who's going to guarantee that yeah, he's going to even sign there? Yeah, so that's the predicament. You can't that do that. The Sharks are in. So the Sharks guys can... want, like, he's got his top value now because he can still play for your team yeah. and help you for the playoffs now. This is his highest value he's ever going to have. So the Sharks are all, well, this is going to come down to who's going to give the Sharks the most, and that's where Meyer's going to go. End of discussion. Basically. But, yeah. Case is the least need physicality and, and someone on that left side. I really do think Max Domi would look good in Toronto. He would. I always wanted him there just because of what you said with the Ty Domi thing earlier. He'd work his I, ass off. I think he would be a great fit there, and he's a cheaper cost for them. And it's not like you have to give up really any of your roster players to get them. Yeah, and but still though the Hawks would have to retain salary. And obviously, with any player coming in for the Leafs, that's what's going to have to happen. Even Batuzzi have to be retaining salary. They'll have to happen there. But I think if Toronto brought in Bertuzzi and Domi, I think that they're going to be a hell of a lot better team. And I think they're bringing in the right guys, the guys that Toronto needs, the rough and tough guys. They can score, they can put up points, and you know for I'd sure. I'd rather see them bring in like a McCabe or a Shannon Domi rather than a Bertuzzi Domi. Luke Shen would be a good addition to Toronto and be relatively cheap too. It'd probably just be like a second round pick. Uh, we'll see. We'll, yeah, we'll definitely see. And uh, But the case yeah, has won by Joel this time around. I don't know if you're... I would say I got the side on this one, but... How about we'll see? We'll see who wins the case come our next episode. Well, it's not really... I mean, you're going to be valuing it off of, like, who actually goes there. <laughs> but that's not really what they specifically need. Like, we won't really tell until they get passed in the first round what happens. <laughs> and be like, oh, yeah, they didn't acquire the right guys come deadline time. So we don't really see really who's going to be the winner until it all plays out. Yeah, we got time. Our we podcast time. episode. We're that here time, weekly. By that time, we'll be on episode 18 or... Oh, God, no, we'll be on episode like 25. But... Uh, Jeez, no, not that many. You know, one thing I did here over the over this past week, and it's one of the rules that the NHL has, it's, you know how the NHL discourages teams from pulling the goaltender during an overtime period? Right? Right. So, there's actually a rule. And the rule is, if a team does pull the goalie during an overtime period and loses 
the game and the team loses the game when their opponent scores on their empty net, the losing team does not receive the one point in the standings. Is that right? Yep. It's an interesting rule. Yeah, but I like the rule. It's just a little, like, hmm. That's probably why no one pulls a goalie, though. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> hmm, like you're not I can't lose believe. A point over that. I can't believe that, it, like, no one really thought of a rule like that. But then I heard that, and I was like, oh, well, you know what? That's pretty interesting. It is an interesting one, but it makes sense why no one. Why would you pull the goalie anyways? In overtime. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just come down to, let's say, if you're playing a team that was just there at standings, like whether you make the playoffs or you don't make the playoffs, and you need, actually, it would make no sense at all. Yeah, it makes zero sense. Yeah. Oh, well, unless you like, they need that extra point to make the playoffs. Like I they guess, need it, need it, and they got in the power play, so they put on. But that's a, a t- five on three. But like, why not take your chances at on five on three? Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a tough yeah. one. Yeah, it's understandable why teams don't do that for so, sure. So um, speaking there's of another thing though, I seen coming from your coach there of the Montreal Canadiens. Martin St. Louis with a little snippet on the retro jerseys. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, like, he's just I, been... I like the concept of the retro jerseys, which, like, basically just to get people to talk about the team and, like, also to so, show their traditional roots and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And obviously the teams are generating more revenue by putting them into their rotation more often, and we do see a lot of teams throw them in there a lot, like Minnesota does for sure. I would be throwing the jersey but, on the ice but if I was there. There's some good ones, but, like, St. Louis hates the hands and I, I don't blame them I thought they were one of the worst they're the worst like, I know ever. I'm not a huge Montreal fan but like I just didn't like it well St. Louis doesn't like it because that baby blue right like it's the baby blue but he doesn't like how a traditional franchise has been a long that's been around as long as Montreal is throwing out a color like this like he thinks that the team should stick with their traditional you know red white and blue you know configure it, it in different ways it should have been the navy blue should have been anything but the baby blue. I don't like <laughs> the baby blue. The... And you know what? The players don't, and the hockey gods. And this is what Saint yeah. Louis says. The yeah, hockey gods that as well. even hate yeah. the baby blues. And you know what? Maybe this is what's going on. The hockey gods and the old pros and legends up there in Montreal are saying, you know what? This is terrible. They're not winning tonight. That's for sure. What about Florida too? They got those baby blues. They're not different even in the playoff spot. Different franchise altogether. But Montreal's been around for I, forever. I think they could have made that jersey way better because they have an iconic logo. But like. Go with that navy blue in their logo. Anything. It would have been so much better. Anything. There's so many shades of red. There's so many shades of blue. Yeah, they botched that one big time. Like, they they have a great jersey. It's just that baby blue doesn't work. And their record wearing that jersey is one and seven. Yeah. One win, seven losses. Maybe they should put it on more to get better. They should. What? Get a top five pick in the draft? They should. They should call it the Bedard Retros. <laughs> and never wear them again. Like He hopes to never see them. He's like, I don't know what the future holds, but I hope it's not those jerseys. You'll never see them again. I hope you don't either. They're atrocious. Some should stay, though. Like, but do you know what it is? Ovi plays unreal in Washington's, yeah. man. Those well, are that's, sick. That's where he scored his uh, spinnerami go on his belly. Against, he, was, he was wearing one of those against jerseys. Against Wayne Gretzky as yeah. he was coaching the Coyotes. Phoenix Coyotes back in the day. So, I hear you just mention the word atrocious. And you know who what team is playing atrocious right now? The Calgary Flames. Oh, they're an abomination. Right I watched now. them a couple times this week just to see, like, okay, is this team actually going to threaten for a wild card spot in the West? And after those two games I watched, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I tuned in there Monday night against the Senators. Like, they, they played decent hockey up until... I think it was the third period. They just, I don't know if they just run out of gas, but like, it didn't seem like anyone had the passion, had the urgency, like, to win those puck battles. Um, Like, they just didn't have the fight in them. They really didn't. Like, I know there was a lot of turnover this year for the Calgary Flames. Like, obviously losing Kachuk's a huge hurt. Goudreau, another solid player that they're losing. Big producer in their lineup. But Kadri, really the only new addition that's, been as advertised coming into the team right now like Huberto he's a fourth liner with the way he's playing he's not playing well and you know what we all know the Calgary Flames have not had the follow-up year many were expecting as no. they're continuing to fight for their lives and sit outside the playoff picture in the Western Conference now could you imagine they're currently this in, actually 
They are currently in. But, but I, I, they have games in hand, though, is the issue. So, like, they will get bumped. With more games played than the teams above them, and no indication they are going to find some sort of spark to go on a second half run, yeah. things might be changing after this season for the Calgary Flames. And the team is still yeah. expected to add at the trade deadline. Since well, they, they have are, to. Since they are within striking distance, like the New York Islanders. Uh, but are they going to get that spot? And well, obviously they want to. They want to try to acquire something because they don't want this season to go waste. But coaching could be changed after this season if they don't end up making the playoffs. I was going to bring that up as well. I think the coaching should be changed like now. And they and I've heard too that Brad Trevlin and Daryl Sutter are at odds right now. And Sutter has made questionable decisions regarding how the tr- how he treats his players. Yeah, I th- I think there's just an issue in that locker room. I know. The- I don't know if he just doesn't like, like... He definitely doesn't like the younger guys because he doesn't really give them an opportunity well, a just, lot. Like we've seen it with Jake Peltier getting called up his first four or five games. He was never getting a good look at and all. He, and Sutter acted like he didn't even know the guy. Didn't even know yeah. his name. He's like, oh, he played, what, 11 minutes? Yeah. He's kind of being an arsehole. He should go back to the farm and stay on the farm this time. But then you don't want to coach like that on the farm team either. No. Just go back to his farm. <laughs> <laughs> go back. Go, go back, back to his farm. That's all he cares what about. What does he do? Anyways. That's probably all he thinks about when he's out yeah. there coaching off. He must game. have a big farm. Like, just go I back you to your farm. farm. No. Jeez. No, like, go back to his legit farm. Um, Markstrom went from a Vesna like, finalist to um, basically a call-up goaltender, as you would want to say. Like, I actually he, had a- he was the reason they lost Monday night, man. Like I know, I know there wasn't a huge urgency yeah. or like a lot of push from their back end either, but there was pucks he should have had like swallowed up instead. Oh, yeah. He's letting them just bounce right off him yeah. a lot. I actually had a trade offer in fantasy hockey for I would be acquiring Jakob Markstrom. I'll tell it to you right now. Seems like that manager wants to get rid of Markstrom because I also had an offer for Markstrom. He wanted um, Tristan Jarry off of me for uh, a Jacob Markstrom. It, you never do that deal. So <laughs> this never is, do that. This is what I would have been... So he offered me Kyle Connor, which is a great player. Yeah. And Jakob Markstrom for Andre Vasilevsky and Dominique Kobalik. That's not getting it done with it's the, not the value of goaltenders. Done. But I'm just saying, like, Markstrom right now is in our league is ranked like a 400th ranked player. He's not even worth a hold. You should be. He should be dropped. He should be. He's not worth a hold. Um, really been struggling. Really been struggling. I think it's time for Calgary to move forward and put uh, Vladar as their starting goaltender. He gives them the best chance to win hockey games. He's been a lot better as of late compared yeah. to Markstrom as well. And if they are really serious about it, just I know you're paying Markstrom a lot more, but what's more important, making your guy happy or making the team happy? you got to go with the team. Got to go for the wins. You're right there in the playoff race. It's it's coming down to the wire right now. They need the wins. He's got one win since January 6th. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. Put him Vladar. Vladar. Holy. Vladar. I don't know what happened there. I don't know what you've been into. What substances you've been into. Maybe I just need a drink of water here. Wet the whistle because... Mouth has been kind of dry after that uh, nice uh, stroll we had before jumping on this, jumping on the air here. Yeah, it was a good stroll, good fresh, good fresh stroll, good cold, brisk wind flowing through my lungs and my hair. Beautiful but, uh, winter day here. Today. It was. Uh, I kind of wanted to talk about uh, what I heard about uh, the Colorado Avalanche and uh, Bed- J- yeah, Jared John. Bednar. Jared, yeah, Jared Bednar, sir. With his team's upcoming schedule, like uh, head head coach Jared Bednar isn't pleased with his team schedule. The Avs are set to play in three straight back-to-backs. In the second half of each back-to-back, Colorado will be at a severe disadvantage. Huge disadvantage. Facing yeah. an opponent opponent coming off of a day off. Jared Bednar said, "I hate it." <laughs> Bednar no said, And then he said, Every back to back, the team is waiting on us, resting. I find it odd that's the best schedule that the league can come up with. And 
the AFs schedule right now for the next three back-to-backs is the 14th and 15th. So they're playing Tampa Bay. They played Tampa Bay there last night. Yeah, and then tonight they're playing Minnesota. Like tough, tough matchup. And those two teams are really battling for the um, like third place there in their division. In their division, in, yes. In the Central, so it's basically whoever wins this game gets yeah. third in the in the division right now. Then on the 18th, they're playing St. Louis, which they'll probably win. And then the 19th, they're playing Edmonton. Tough. Tough matchup. Like that's another tough matchup for Edmonton's the Avalanche. Edmonton's been rolling lately. Finally getting some good games out of Campbell. Except for against Montreal there this past oh. Sunday. Montreal's a hot team out of the All-Star break. What can you say? So, and then the 24th, they're playing Winnipeg. And then the 25th, they're playing Calgary. Like, I agree with Bednar. Like, the way Flames have been playing, it could be a win, though. Yeah, but I still feel like I understand why he's irked. That yeah, the second half of all three back-to-backs come against a team the Avs are battling in the standings with. In your next six game, well, your next five at this point, because they already, well, I guess, your next matchups are just back-to-backs, back-to-back, and then back-to-back. Like, why don't, like, why don't whenever teams have a back-to-back, why don't they play a team that's actually on a back-to-back as well? Again, we're not going to get into this whole scheduling thing, because it's, I don't even want to talk about it, because it's an endless topic. Oh, it is, it's... But, like, the defending champions have been ravaged by injuries this season, yet they still sit third in the Central Division. Well, not technically. But With six win points. Their spot in the standings is far from firm, I think. But a regulation loss the to the Minnesota area. Wild on Wednesday, coupled with the Calgary Flames win on Thursday, would push Colorado out of the playoffs. But they have two games in hand on Calgary. But still, though, the Cup champions out of the playoffs at this juncture of the season? That's nuts. It's because of what you said, though. They've been riddled with injuries, and they still haven't had a game with their captain yet. Like, still haven't even seen and Willie he... in there. Makar's been out for a couple weeks. And Nachushkin hasn't been playing like himself. No. Lekkonen's been great, though. Um, been kind of slowing down recently, but he's been really good for the Colorado Avalanche. So, obviously, you're going to have... McKinnon and Rennan, just the two guys going to have to be running that running that offense for them. Night in and night out, and uh, Gorgiev's playing great. So they got the goaltending. They got a couple guys up front there, but if their team ever comes back fully healthy, watch out. Like, they're, they're a team that's definitely going to make the playoffs. Yeah. They just had a lot of uh, bad runs there recently. I agree with you. Yeah. But I know, like, talking about these guys that have been hurt but like what about other teams uh sitting players before the trade deadline like guys that are potential uh potentially going to get dealt i i like the idea i'm more of a kind of a safe i'm the safe kind of guy like you can't just throw away like if these top guns get hurt for the season like if timo meyer gets hurt right now they San Jose, San Jose's they're, franchi- not gonna, they're not going to get anything for and Their them. franchise is basically coming out of zero when they could probably come out with, like, at a 10, they could probably come out with, like, a 7.5. They you know better hope to re-sign if he gets hurt. And you, you got to protect. Not. Yeah, you got to protect your assets. Big and time. you know he's not unless they pay him, like, 2 or $3 million more than any other team's going to pay him. Because, you know, it is kind of nice to live in San Jose. Team on up, you say, you know, the hell with it. Like, I might win a cup. I might get traded here at some time. But right now, I'm going to enjoy life in San Jose. San Jose could probably swing that though. Like, who else are they really paying big tickets to besides Carlson? And Couture. I mean, Vlasic has a pretty bad one too. But but Couture, you know, Hurdle. Like when you think about it, they have Carlson, they have Hurdle, they have Couture. Yeah. Like they actually not they they shouldn't be as bad as they are. I don't think. It's they need a goalie. It's obviously, they're goaltending for sure, uh, and they're not deep enough either. Though, like Couture's no. falling off. He's aging. He's about thirty-three. Hurdle. Hurdle's kind of getting up there as well. But Look, that'd be a guy I wouldn't mind. Who else do you got, really? Nobody talks like about Kevin, Logan Couture. Kevin LeBlanc, Oscar Lindblom, like Logan Couture, though, he's... He might be a good little catch for a team there. He's signed for another four years after this year at 8 mil, though. It has to be... It has and to be like a lot San Jose's of... San not retaining it for that long. No. And no team's going to take on that contract. So right he's now. stuck. He's, <laughs> he's stuck. stuck there basically until the last year of his contract. Yeah. And he's going to be, what... 34, 5, 6, 37? Yeah. I think so, he's going to be a shark. I, I think he's a shark for, <laughs> for life. I think he's a shark. He's not going to be going to any uncharted territory. That's for sure. 
no, he's staying in that seat right there. Yeah, like in, in Trickern, I like the idea in Arizona. Like, come on, if, if Trickern gets hurt, Arizona's even more fucked than they already are. I see. I know. I don't. I don't really believe it's going to happen. But some guys were saying, imagine if Columbus went and swung for Jacob Chitrin. Be like what? That's what be. You, you would be, but like, think about it. Like, they're a team that's they went for it this off season, getting the big guy and Johnny Goudreau. Like, they're not trying to lose games. Obviously, they're the worst team in the league right now, without a couple of their players like Zacharinsky. But if they could even swing to get him, he's a guy with term. They could pay his full contract and won't have to give up as much either. But they could be competitive, right? Oh yeah, I think so. Could be competitive. Other than that, uh, I think other teams are probably better fits for him. I'd like to see him kind of go to the Edmonton Oilers. I know they've been kind of in talks with uh, Eric Carlson as well. And if you put Eric Carlson with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, man, that that power play would be lethal, right? Yeah, speaking about teams... Going for it, we completely ignored the Edmonton Oilers. Well, we have, like, but they like, have that's, to that's go why for I want, That's why I wanted to head to, yeah, get the head on here. Um, but Carlson, I know they don't really need a guy like Carlson because they got a Tyson Barry there, but he's not like the ideal playmaking defenseman. But they do need guys that can get the puck up to their superstars coming out of their yeah. own zone instead of just most of them right now. Wrapping it up the boards, shooting it off the glass. Nothing generates off that. Nothing. They, they need... Wingers like, hate that. Oh, big time, man. I hated playing the wing myself. But sometimes that's the only option. But it seems like more times than not, that's what their defense do in Edmonton. If you get a puck-moving defenseman like Eric Carlson there... Yeah, Eric Carlson's going to be... McDavid's going to be a happy man if you bring in a guy like that. But I know, but it's I, still be hard feel, to swing. I still feel... Like, if I was GM, I would not bring in Eric and Carl- Eric Carlson. Like, it's going to be a high... Like He's he just not going feels- to be paying his full cap hit, though. It's just risky. Like, Carlson was fucking shit the last, like, two years as opposed to this year. It's because he wasn't playing the role that he was supposed to be playing. He was getting... Um, he was sharing his workload with Brent Burns, and we've seen how that played out. He was coming off injuries and stuff as well. When he plays full seasons, besides the one year there in San Jose, he's the team's top one or two point producer. So, without injury, he's playing his role. He's an elite defenseman. And he's shown it this year. I think it'd be perfect for Edmonton if they bring in a, bring in him. But, like, what? they got to give up quite a bit to get him, though. Yeah, and a third-party team would have to be involved as well because it's eleven and a half million. Yeah, I'm just I'm <laughs> just getting gross. so excited for this third of March. Like it's Friday this year too, eh? Is it on Friday? Yeah. Is it March the third? Yeah. On a so, Friday, and we'll be uh, maybe we'll even push back our episode come that week, should we? And we should do the episode kinda, Friday. Kind of cover all the yeah, kind of kind of cover all the deals. We'll do. Uh, We'll do our podcast on March the third. We'll kind of we should s- sit down with the boys there on the TSN. Yeah, you know what? I think I might even take work off that Friday. Jeez, look at you go! I might even have that day off. I don't know. Yeah, we I- should I both to, take I it off. To, I have to look at my schedule. Maybe do an afternoon podcast. Yeah, that could work. So, should we do the best bets of the week? I think we might as well roll into it. We covered a lot of uh, topics here this week for you. And I know it's been kind of crazy with all the trade talk and stuff, but we promise we'll be off that after trade deadline talks um, are over, obviously. Everyone's talking trades right now. It's exciting. Yeah, it, it's the most it exciting is. time of the year. Yeah, because you want your team or even to get the best value off your player if you're cheering for a team that's not in for a playoff push. But, like, you want your team to get the most out of their players right now because you know you won't be re-signing them so everyone talks about it and that's why time. we're going to talk about it everyone wants to see we're this always, stuff yeah we're always going to be talking about the most hip stuff timo meyer to the new jersey devils timo meyer to the toronto maple leafs fuck that'd be crazy so <laughs> what about with, patrick Kane? like listen so with all of our arguments right now this, this episode about you know the maple leafs and the hebs they're playing this Saturday night. 
just a quick little wager. Like, who do you think is going to win this game? Like, I think I think we should make a little bet I on this I think we one. should make a little bet on it. Um, I don't know if it's really a... F- Let's put the over-under in this, too. Because, you know, the odds over are Over-under on what? Like, the goals? Well, no. Like, we got to know the odds here. Because you know that Toronto's going to... Toronto's going to be heavy favorites. So we have to weigh into that, into our calculation of the bet. Yeah, and that's the issue. It's going to have to be something we figure out. Okay, we'll come up with a good one. I won't even be uh, around to... I probably won't even watch it. What? I'll be in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be even watching that game. Boy, what are you going to be doing there? Pumping a cactus? <laughs> that would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, got a lot of got a lot of stuff planned there. Go see the Grand Canyon. That would be exciting. You're going to go for a swim in the fountain? Um, at the... Where's that? The Bellagio? Is that Bellagio, where yeah. Um, probably not go for a swim in it, because I feel like they might not like that. They might not. I think Ovechkin did, though, when he was with the cup. <laughs> when, when he won the cup. Yeah. So what well, are you That would make do? sense, though, right? What, how much money are you throwing down on the tables? That's a great question. What's your... What are you it going in there with? depends how much I win. What are if you going I, in there if I, with? If I win, like, my first... I'm taking... Taking three, uh, three hundred. Three hundred. That's it. For the That'd first, be gone in like five minutes. For the first night, and uh, hopefully we turn it around. I mean, it could be gone quicker than five minutes if I throw it all down on one hand, but that's you're not, not gonna happen. You got to be smart about it. You're not counting cards though this time around, right? No, I got like, got in trouble for that last time, so that's good. Yeah. I mean, it's always gonna be in my mind. I know, like you can't just not but think like, of it, right? You just kind of have to lose a hand here and there and make sure they don't catch on. Yeah, it's it's kind of the play. It's just shitty that we're both that smart. Cause every time I go, when I go to Charlottetown and like, yeah, it's not my fault that I'm really good at. You math. gotta go in disguise when you go there, and it's just a hassle. Yeah, my mustache always like falls after, off. Yeah, after time. after watching that movie, I think it was Twenty One, just got got us really hooked on that counting the cards and. Well, it's easy. We we, we, we mastered it. Like right when you after. see a couple ace ace. You know, ace of diamonds, ace club, or if you see a, a two, if you see a six, or if you see a seven or an eight, then you know that, okay, the odds of this number coming up is greater, so you, yeah, it's just... It's a, it's a huge numbers game, and, it, and when it comes down to it, like... Strategy, I think. We just excelled in that subject uh, throughout our schooling, so yeah. we had a we had a great advantage. Yeah. But uh, when it comes to the other numbers, might as well go into the best bets, uh, see, see the odds on our parlays, how about... All right. You, yeah. you got two teams coming up? Yeah, so... Do you want to do Saturday games since it kind of seems like it's going to be the big one? You're probably going to put Montreal in yours. I'll put Toronto in mine. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll do might, Saturday. Might be the one. Do, um, do, uh, we'll not count the Montreal and Toronto. We'll do two other games besides that that we agree on. That, yeah, that'll be the third play. So you give me one, one of your games and I'll give you one of mine. Yeah, I want to kind of go to um, the Rangers and Flames there. I'm going to take the Rangers, um, especially with the struggling Flames. I know it's in Calgary, but I don't think that makes a difference. Okay. I, I, got, I got the Rangers taking that one for my second game. Uh, there's some really great matchups here. Wow. So I'm going to take the Lightning over the Knights. Whoa. In Vegas. Yeah, I'm taking the Lightning over the Knights. So we'll take the Lightning over the Knights. We'll take the Rangers over the Flames. And we'll stick with Hurricanes over Caps in the NHL Stadium Series. Hurricanes over Caps, yeah. I like that. Unless Ovi comes back. If Ovi comes back, I'd probably take Washington. So without knowing his status, I think I'm going to stay away from that game. But uh, I, I think I'll take the Bruins over the Islanders instead. So I got the Bruins, got the Rangers, and then for my third play, I'll have the Leafs. Bruins, Rangers... And Leafs. Yes. For a three-game parlay. Yes. All right. And mine will be the Habs, the Panthers, and the Penguins. And Hurricanes. You got And Lightning. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) You guys can win a lot of money off that parlay if it hits, but chances are... What? I'm actually doing a a big parlay tonight. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably touch in on that as well, but... 
It's been great Leafs. talking to you here with this. Oh, you want to talk about it? Do you? <laughs> I thought I thought maybe we'd wrap it up. We kind of talked a lot there on the. I'll do spot. a quick one for you here tonight, folks. Yeah, this just is an easy shoot one for it us. quick. So it's going to be the Leafs for a parlay. Leafs, Lightning, Oilers, Sabers, and Rangers. There it is. And folks, bet responsibly. We'll, we'll leave it at this. So, a woman gets on a bus with her baby. The bus driver says, uh, that's the ugliest baby I have ever seen. The woman walks to the rear of the bus and sits down, fuming. She says to a man next to her, the driver just insulted me. The man says, you go up there and tell him to go fuck off. Go on, I'll hold your monkey for you. (laughs) (laughs) That poor girl, that poor baby, just catching strays. Yeah, no, but uh, folks, thanks for the listen here this episode. Yeah, it was uh, fun getting this one out to you. Uh, just a quick quick little tidbit here. We are going to be off next week due to one of us being away, uh, myself. But we'll be right back in time for the trade deadline topic. And have a great week. Have a great next week. And good night. Think a diamond. I'm not here to see. Look in the room and let me be. Diamonds in the sky. I'm gonna have to edit that. <laughs> that was terrible. I didn't even know the lyrics. <laughs>